0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy and I'm delighted to say we come to you from the Aviva Stadium for the first time in the history of this podcast, for the first time in 31 years. Connacht are here. All three of the voices you hear today, including my own, have never reported on a rugby game from the Aviva Stadium. So it was a first for us, but it meant even more than that, in fairness, because it ends this 25 week with a 25 week wait for rugby. And it's just such a significant moment for the professional game. William Davis, welcome along. Good evening, Rob. I feel like Lindley Mackenzie. Before we even speak of this great victory for Connick, we just need to speak of this great weekend for rugby.
1: It's wonderful to be back, isn't it? Even even in an empty stadium. But mm-hmm. um, the most important thing is that you know the game is back. The game is back up and running, and the teams are on the pitch, and they're always producing um, really good, hard fought games. Very cool. I was about to
0: say rugby was the real winner today, but I think Connacht were the winners as it turned out. 26 points to 20. What a result. Uh, it ends a long run of defeats in Interprovincials. I didn't know what to think coming up here, but I leave feeling that Connacht fans all over the world will be feeling a little bit happier today.
2: Well, I think the two winners, you know, Leinster won last night and Connacht won today. But it's easier to be a winner than a loser, and they'll go I don't know, they'd probably be in to do their reviews tomorrow morning and get ready for Munster here next Sunday and they will feel that they came up and they played well and they did a good job. Um, It was probably not quite as intense as the Leinster-Munster match but it wasn't far off. This was a proper hard-fought international. This wasn't a warm-up game. This wasn't a start-of-season game. Uh, These guys are going to know about it in the morning. I don't care how fit you are because you've been you can't replicate playing and that's what they've, they've gone through today it was very enjoyable, it was great to be back, privileged to be here because you know a lot of people would love to have had that opportunity but we got it and we had a great story to tell and um, collect around the park were good we were very good, players came in, four fine tries, stats wise did they get into the Ulster 22 seven times and come away with four tries you, know, you don't normally do that and that's they really ripped, tore it up in the first half and then Bundy scored a try that really only Bundy can score. It's his fifth in a row against Ulster. Kieran Marmion got his first try against Ulster, so that's his... He's, done, he's scored tries against all the provincial teams now. And um, all in all, it was just very, very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, what a win. And it does end just a bit of a monkey off the bat with the whole inter-provincial struggles that they were having of late. I think Andy Friend is a... type type of coach that will acknowledge important kind of markers in the sand along the way. And I think he'll look at this himself personally as, yeah, we needed an Interpol win.
1: Yeah, he was... First of all, he wanted the win. Mm. But he did say that the performance... Was more important on this occasion. He actually got both, and I think he he did he did especially um, during a press conference make reference to the three internationals Bundy and Jack and Karen Marmion and thought that they had performed as 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 they should have, particularly with the likes of of Andy. Farrell here watching, so that was key and very important. I think Ulster came here with a lot more consistency in terms of selection. I think there was at least probably ten or so players who had featured against Connacht at, uh, at uh, the in the festive occasion. Connacht came here with quite a new look, a new look squad, mm. and vastly different from that team that played. Um, and I think this was, it was this was a good challenge for those particular players. It was basically a, a, a real Connett team who had been who, a, it was a Connett players who had been in this team for many seasons but not necessarily had played together no it's been such. a while yes
0: and it's, it's like getting the band back together you know what I mean you yes. had the Marmy and Cardy you had the Buckley-Bealham you had that back row combo that hadn't really played since the start of last year and looked really good Masterson Butler and of course Boy.
1: well I think particularly for the likes of Masterson who hasn't you know had a lot of rugby you know in the last season good game had a great game I also think you should look at the players like the newcomers like John Porch mm. who who obviously played a starring role and I think along with Jack Carty and Bundy he would have you could have easily given any of those three the man of the match Award. Porch got it in the end. Yeah, Porch got it in the end. And then you had the likes of Alex Watton on the wing, who had a fine debut for his for his new province, mm-hmm. I think. And so, all in all, there was, you know, it's not without mistakes. The, the one thing I would say that might be a worry t- for Andy Friend was the significant amount of penalties that Connacht conceded. Yeah, you brought that up. You brought press conference. He brought that
0: up, yeah, brought that up in, in, uh, in the one that we were involved in as well. Whoever we listen to the press conferences, let's do that now, we can talk some more. Here is Andy Friend and John Porch talking to me. And a small bit from Dan Fernand as well. Uh,
3: it is blazing. I thought the, the performance had energy. I thought the performance—you could just see a willingness and a hunger to to, to want to get that victory. And uh, I was really pleased. A lot of aspects of the game, I was really pleased with.
0: Looking at, at that contest, like I mean, in terms of the quality of the try scored in the first half, what did you feel at halftime? Because it was a brilliant opening quarter, but you probably spent a good bit of the the second quarter, if you like, on the back foot. Yet you still had that really good lead at halftime.
3: Yeah, well, Ulster are a good side. You know they're a good side and you know that uh, if, if you give them opportunity, they're going to hurt you. So our message at halftime was what we've been doing with the ball has been great. What we've been doing without the ball has been very good too. Our discipline was the thing that was, was letting us down. Um, penalty count was 7-2 at half halftime. Uh, so we said let's be squeaky clean and in the first 10 minutes we gave the first three penalties away. So we were probably – our energy was great but it also uh, invited the eye of the referee and um, made life a little bit hard for ourselves.
0: A key point in the game for us in the commentary booth was after they got to 21-20, you had eight minutes still to play with a sin bin. That was a, a really, really strong period of ball retention and good decision-making from our perspective. Would you concur? And what do you think was critical to that spell that pretty much propelled you to victory?
3: Yeah, that was a crucial period. Now it's... You could see cramping happening. We've, we've had players from both sides haven't played rugby for five months. It's reasonably warm up here in Dublin today. Um, and, you know, that, that probably just showed the hunger. They had to dig deep, really deep during that period, which the boys did, which was pleasing, uh, you know, and some really strong carries, some really good clean outs. Ulster were coming hard off the line too, looking to try and win that ball back. Um, but was really, really pleased with our discipline and our patience there and, and managed to hold that period
4: out.
0: The man beside you has got the Man of the Match Award. He had a fantastic game, but you must be very pleased with all uh, your players, a lot of your younger players coming in as well. Uh, the backline in particular was really humming very nicely today.
3: Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, we, we had five debutantes out there today and then Bundy with his hundred. So a lot to play for for those men. You know, they're, they're milestones for, for all those individuals. Um, for our blokes who got their their first Connor kind of cap, uh, some really, really good performances. Alex Woodman, and Pete Sullivan along with Porchy in the back three. I thought were very, very good. Um, I thought back uh, Angel comes on and gets a try uh, on debut, which is pleasing for him. Jordan Duggan only had 10 minutes, but I thought Geordie was strong when he came on. And, and Connor Oliver, nice to get him out there. Um, but also, yeah, to, the, to our centurion, to Bundy, I thought he was really special, mate. He, he never knew much to get him energised, but... Um, he was probably more energetic than I've seen him for a good while but uh, yeah, that's a great, a great way to, to celebrate his 100th cap
0: Was that try under the post exactly as you do it in the training ground, is it?
3: Uh, no, hardly we normally go hit the stick but uh, listen, that was that's just if he if he gets that bit between his teeth there he's pretty hard to stop
0: Three Ulster players, yeah, it was fantastic. John, just for a second before we hand it over to the rest uh, here on Goy of AFM, congratulations on your Man of the Match award. How much did you enjoy uh, your role at fullback today and uh, just just the game itself? Yeah,
5: thank you. Um, Yeah, really enjoyed stepping into 15. A little bit more space with the ball, which I really uh, thoroughly enjoy. Um, So it was good to be able to step into that role and have a good game on the back of it.
0: it. It was a really open start to the game. Lots of Lots of high of, high octane action in terms of Connick's attack play it must be really enjoyable to see that come out because I'm sure you've been working on that for weeks.
5: Yeah, we've been working very hard with our our backs and skills coach Nige um, on our on our play and being playing on the front foot and and just having that ability to play out wide and you know in the first 15 minutes seeing that come to fruition was uh, very good.
0: John, forgive me if this is a cliche, but you know, you would have wondered when you're going into the fullback role, you played a lot of sevens rugby. Have you had to deal with those kind of aerial threats throughout your career? Is that something that you've really worked on and developed because you were very strong under the high ball today? Is that something that you always feel you were strong in that area?
5: Um, Yeah, look, I've I've had to work a lot on that coming over here, Um, you know, to to Southern Hemisphere footy, it's a lot different. But also back in Australia, before I did play sevens, I I was playing 15 as well. So I I do have a little bit of that there but I, I've worked very hard at that coming over here it's a, a lot more kicking so
0: How important was this win John do you think for the group today?
5: Uh, I think it was, it was very good to start off in a win for us after such a long time off um, I think that's going to propel us forward very well
4: I, I personally reckon that game was won and lost on the sofa last night watching Glasgow losing I'm, I'm searching for a, a, a reason why uh, we didn't have the spark that I was expecting Um uh, and I can think that that's the well, at the moment, that's the only reason. So, like, it was a li- little bit disappointing to, to to put out that kind of um, uh, performance in a um, in, in in any game that we're, we're we're playing in an inter-provincial game. And I don't want to take stuff away from Connor, but that was that was a shadow of our uh, our normal selves, and you know, it, slightly unexpected um, or very unexpected situation in the fact that. You with know, no preseason games first game out but I was still hoping for more but the the, the bottom line is uh, you watched Leinster turn up in a in a game last night and uh, in a game that, that had no meaning for, for for them and um I thought they were a lot closer to the money than we were we were today so we're, we're gonna wait go away have a, have a have a think about it it's uh it's certainly not catastrophic by any any sense of the imagination but uh, we we don't feel we played uh, as well as we should have done
0: Well, that was Dan McFarland. As we said before we went to the interviews, yes, Andy Friend himself brought up the penalty count, and William, that was an issue... But what was also key, and I brought it up to him, and obviously he would agree, but he was very pleased with it, it was that spell after Ulster got within one point, twenty-one twenty? They seemed to have a lot of momentum, lots of yahooing, and lots of pumped fisted, fist pumping, but they did not back that up, Ulster. With the extra man, Connick took control of the game down to 14 men, and that will be what Dan McFarland is most disappointed about.
2: Yeah, I think he's, he's essentially blamed his players. He said they didn't come in maybe with the right attitude. Here, they knew they'd already qualified. He talked at the press conference during the week that that wasn't going to happen. So he's going to feel that they've let him down because at the end they look quite crestfallen. There was a lot of, as you say, yahooing and an arm waving guns. If they were trying to trying
0: be. to, that's the thing. It was forced.
2: Yeah, and, and I, 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 don't think that's a good look no. right at the start of of, of this because they've, you know, they've got uh, they've, they've got to play Leinster next week, who they. Tend not to do very well against in Dublin. Then they've got a semi final, potentially a final, then they go into Europe. So they would have wanted to start here with something better. Uh, but Connacht really got through that, that phase well. Um, you know, they, uh, Johnny Murphy's hardly on the pitch and he's in the bin. And then they get a try and a conversion and suddenly it's all got very tight. But Ulster didn't kick on from that. And Connacht, they made the right decisions. They, they played well through that period.
0: And we heard, Linley, from the uh, from the portion of the press conference that you were listening to, Andy, and for the print media, he mentioned his three internationals. And I felt Jack Carty in particular, but all of them, but Aki and uh, Marmion, that was where the fulcrum of Connick's best performance was.
1: Well, I actually, surprisingly enough, when you've got the two scrum halves who are both in contention for wanting to be on the Irish team, I, I certainly think on this occasion Marmion came out on top. I'm not sure... Was, was it a knock to Cooney or a plan? Yeah, yes, we don't know. yeah, we, we're not really sure. But he certainly didn't look throughout. He, he didn't look like his usual hustling, bustling, confident sort of self. And I thought Marmion definitely shaded shaded that that area. Um,
0: Cartier had some key decisions now in the second half, and it really helped Connick stay on the front foot.
1: Yeah, he's he's such a confidence player, really. And you know, it's it's that mental sort of mindset of his that you know when he's in the zone and he knows what he's fighting for and he and he's got he knows what he has to do with the back line that's behind him as well and what needs to be done and I think he showed he's just look he's just growing and growing in maturity and I think you know the the pre-season that they've had has probably benefited benefited this particular this particular Conat squad, possibly more so than maybe other interprovincial sides, yeah. and I think those three are definitely, you know, benefiting. When you've got someone like Bandiaki anyway out there, you know, it's 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 very easy to want to get the backs involved, isn't it? And. It was Jack. Still had those nice little touches, the chip throughs, you know, the the the, the lovely over the top pass for the for John Porch's try, you know, all those little touches that that is really a confident Jack Carty. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because that was
0: key to it. You know what I liked about Bunyaki's performance the game didn't go through him so if you're coming from an outside perspective and you're like Aki's ah, been involved 55% of the games he started for Connacht they've won all those kind of stats he's crucial he's critical he's the star it didn't feel like he, everything went through and many times it went bypassed him and he was a, he was very much a decoy and yet it was just he was still so integral to the victory
2: yeah he was absolutely vital to it I mean he scored the, the try we've discussed but uh, his leadership out there mm. um and he looked well up for it. He looked, he was really enjoying it. He also has an interesting body shape now. He's put on a little bit of weight again because he's been working hard at that. He seems to be at a fighting fit weight, is around about a hundred kilos, which is something that's he's bobbed around a little bit. And yeah, look, it was just he can't do everything. So it's time for other players to stand up. That back
0: tree does help when it's looking that that well balanced.
2: Well, they looked really good. I mean, that's one of my concerns was, I mean, I haven't seen John Porch play at fullback. I hadn't seen the two other guys on the wing, but they they never looked inconvenienced in defence. They were in the right places. John Porch contested well in the air. One stage in the second half, he was caught on the back foot. He's fast because he made up the ground, collected the ball, moved away into contact, got it back, cleared it, it was cleared. And that's that gives the confidence to the players around you. Uh, if you think that guy's going to make the right decision, so that that's an interesting one going forward because uh, I think he does want to play fullback. I think he feels he can bring more to the team. Uh, his le- little left-footed chip through as well for uh, Kieran Marmion was really lovely and.
0: We could talk for ages about, like, wouldn't really impress us, but it's the first game, so don't overdo it either, but it was really impressive. And Peter Sullivan had a really good second half, which fills you with a lot of uh, hope and potential. I just need to turn the, confid- uh, the conversation towards the negative a little bit. Gavin Tornbury's injury, uh, Andy Friend did say that he was conscious and awake in hospital, so that might indicate what it is. You guys will know more about it and there's no point of us speculating. Andy was taking, obviously... Taking that as a positive, so that's good. But we're worried for him
1: because we just we'd love to see him get a bit of a run. Well, I think any head knock is a bit of a worry if that's in fact yeah. what it was. But it would suggest when he did say that he was awake and and conscious that you know there might be something might have been a head injury. He'd also said that he'd spoken to his parents, so he said that was a, that was also a positive.
0: Lots of concern, for sure. Come here. Uh, Your press conference, Andy, which again will have been reported on by the time you listen to this, folks, has said that he's going to change 15 players. What's your thoughts on that next week for Munster? Because there's momentum here. You'd love to see seven or eight of those guys who play well play again. Start again.
1: Well, he actually said in the press conference earlier this week... um, that he had was planning to use 30 players, so and then again t- today he suggested that he would be changing the 15 players. Presumably that comes down to all sorts of things, possibly injury as well. You know, um, my thoughts on it, and, and I think it's fair to him. You know, he's he's got a squad of 43 players now. He wants to give as many as possible a game, a starting game. There's, uh, the momentum is one thing, but you can't have momentum when you're going to have a break of. F- five weeks or whatever anyway and you're not going back into a pro 14 you're going possibly back into playing A games so it would suggest to me that he wants to give all his players as many as he can those top 30 players an opportunity and I think I think that for all the work that they've gone through, for all the the long six months without a game, I think it's only a fair thing to do for those players. And I, I and I, I would. hear you. It's. I, I hear you. Can I disagree a little bit though?
0: But it's just. And I go back to you and I'll give you t- right reply and all that. But it's just uh, How are you going to
1: have momentum? I mean, the game is ultimately about your best team on a pitch to win a game. Rob, how can you have momentum when you haven't not going to have another game for five weeks, and then it's going to be possibly a games? So I think momentum has been. There hasn't been any momentum for the last six months. And I don't think we're going to have any momentum in the next five weeks. So I just don't see, I I don't believe that momentum is the issue here. I think it's an opportunity to give his players who have been working hard and training hard an opportunity to get out and have a competitive match, which is what they train for.
2: Yeah, I I think they must have discussed this and they must have come up with a plan and said to players, you know... they've all been champing at the bit. They've got a few players injured and they've got some young players who are probably coming up from the academy and stuff who aren't quite ready for this level yet, but they're getting there. But if you turn around to players and say, well, we're just going to play... We'll see how we go. Okay. You're you're giving them... You're putting them on the back foot. I understand what you're saying. And it's hard... You see, let's turn it on its head. If if, if Ulster had won this 26-20... I oh, well,
0: mean, I like, changed the ball. <laughs> so that's the
2: whole thing. You know,
0: you and, and I'm not saying that facetiously. No, I, I'm no, genuinely saying... Because no, you, you wouldn't have had the balls like, yeah. No,
2: and I think that's, that, that's one of the key issues. I think what will be interesting is... Uh, I wonder what he'll do. There's a few players there. I, I'm thinking... I'm actually thinking, Kieran. I'm thinking the, the guys for Ireland. Bundy, no, he's you know he's in. I don't know Jack Carty, maybe maybe Kieran Marmion need another run if 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 they're seriously going to be Tom around. Tom Farrell lifted
0: six games. He was in around the fringe before.
2: Tom Farrell. There's a few
0: others as well, unfortunately for Thornbury, but Ulton DeLand most certainly will be once again Dave, in around. F-
2: Dave, Dave Heffernan. Uh, Absolutely. Gavin Thornbury would have been very close oh, because, so close. Uh, and that's the harshness of what happened to him today, um, and I think. It's, it's Look, like it's, it's all part of the, of, of the challenge that's there for everybody. And that's the sickening thing for the likes of
0: Owen Masterson and Paul Boyle and even Finlay Beelham. Uh, you know, if they had three, four more games with six November internationals, if, this is only one game, but if that was like a launching pad, you could see that any of those guys I've just mentioned, any of them worked their way into a, a, a squad, but it's going to be very hard now off the back of one fixture.
2: I think it's a ch- big challenge for Andy Farrell, but I think he has to realise. He may
0: well, yeah. he
2: may well have to, because yeah. I'm. You could I'm,
0: easily see an old Masterson all of a sudden in an Irish
2: squad Well, I'm, I'm looking at a uh, you know, player like Johnny Sexton, who's somebody that everybody watches. He played a huge game last night. I assume he doesn't play next week against Ulster. He'll want to play, but he won't. But then you move it forward and Leinster are playing in Pro 14 finals because I think they'll beat Munster in the semi-final and they will be getting very close to a Champions Cup final. So by the time he arrives, Ireland have two Six Nations games, which are probably the most important of the internationals first because there's so much money tied up in the Six Nations. Where you finish, five million you win, four million you get second. And then you're into...
0: They're the sporting hope of a nation in 2020 because it's the last kind of moment that we could have, you know.
2: And then you've got these four other games, and yeah, players have to keep playing. So Connacht are at a disadvantage, because everybody else is going to keep playing to some extent. Although Munster will stop probably at the semi-final stage, it's all in the mix. and But really what Connacht have got to do next week is concentrate on getting 15 guys out there and 23 of a squad ready to get stuck in to Munster, who will bring... I think they'll bring a little bit more to the to the park maybe than Ulster did today. They
3: will.
0: They'll have changes, but we know what they're like when they make changes against us. Still bloody good. All right, that's almost an interesting day. Great day, actually. Do you know what? Like we have many great memories. We've been in all sorts of places. Some of us weren't in Russia. I'm looking at Tatouille, I know where you were. But, the, you know, in the strange places you've watched Connick play rugby, this is not the strangest by any strength, stretch of the imagination, but this is another marker, another memory, I would imagine, mainly.
1: Yeah, it's not a strange place. Obviously, it's wonderful to be back into the in, in the Aviva. Um, Krasnyarsk was also wonderful, I heard. Well, it's actually, it's a lot warmer here than Krasnyarsk mm. was. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's great. It's great to be here. And it's quite a nice... It's quite a nice opportunity to come into a stadium, and watch a game of rugby that actually doesn't have supporters. I know it sounds a very strange thing to say, but you, it's you're more focused on you're actually focused on the game and not everything around you, and it's 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 a it was a great experience. I think just about back to you,
0: Lindley, a will take note of this. I don't know why we've never talked about it before. They've always been a bit protective of this arena, but mm. surely to God, and I'm sure Connick fans listening to this will absolutely agree to me. When fans are allowed back into games, try out a round of interpros here and double header, conic fans
1: would love the experience of coming up here to watch the team, wouldn't they? I think it's actually a superb idea, yeah. to be perfectly honest. And a... I wouldn't even mind them giving up a home game for it, just for the experience. Man. Yeah, well, it isn't a home game for anyone really. Even yeah. like, no, I mean, it's a, it's it's a non-home match, <laughs> yeah, despite yeah, the fact that this was our home match.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it would be brilliant, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean the the, the um, what do they call it in Wales? Clash of the Titans. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Let's
0: if they if they call it that I call it all off. <laughs> no, I don't want to call it
2: Judgment Day. Um, but I think look, if they want to get a crowd in, you need a big stadium. Yeah. And if you if you're do, doing social distancing, um, yeah, maybe that's on Look, let's face certainly it certainly with social
1: distancing it would be worth a try but even down the line and the other thing is how many people would love just a day out a day out in Dublin <laughs> after, after, after the last six months how many people would mm. love a day out
0: everyone says this time next year but whenever we'll see alright that's it I think that's it have we covered all the, dotted all the I's crossed all the T's
2: yeah I think so
0: alright that's it from us loose cut
1: it loose break out or nothing changes so-
3: Until